This episode of Internet Today is sponsored by Purple Mattress. Folks, uh, we're chugging mouthwash now. Yeah, every 30 seconds to be exact, because according to a recent study that you realistically shouldn't pay all that much attention to, mouthwash, it kills the virus. Now, okay, look, immediately before we get flagged for what YouTube considers to be spreading misinformation about the virus, let's say again that this is just from a recent study. No one is actually out there telling you to do this as a preventative measure. No, stop. And neither are we. It's just that among the hundreds, if not thousands of other tests going around, going around surrounding this virus, this one in particular stood out. Now, Elliot is safe. Elliot is safe right now, so... I'm going to go to a concert. <laughs> yeah, who's ready? All right. Okay, time. yeah. And it's it's absolutely ridiculous to assume that anyone would be near a bottle of mouthwash while also in a position or location to catch the virus. You need to wash your mouth out within 30 seconds of being in contact with someone or something that's spreading the virus. It's just impractical. <laughs> You'd have to constantly be flushing your mouth out, which is a huge ask. And if you're just at home next to a bottle of mouth, mouthwash, goddamn. Ah, if you're just at home no virus for me. next to a bottle of mouthwash and aren't having anyone over who might introduce the virus to your ecosystem, well, the whole thing's pointless anyway. Yeah. Still, it's a funny thought to picture someone walking around constantly spritzing their mouth with Listerine or chugging shot glasses full of that stuff. Yeah. But you shouldn't do. But. No. And, and no, before we even get started down in there in the, in the comments arguing with each other, the efficacy of mouthwash apparently has nothing to do with the alcohol content. So you can actually put the Listerine away. It's doing nothing except for giving you sweet, sweet breath. Yeah, uh, I'm going to yeah. put this down. Yeah, and also you can't just sit there and chug a bottle of booze to avoid contracting the coronavirus. At least not that we know of yet. So don't try that either. Anyways, here's how uh, or here's where this hot, new, exciting, but unreasonable treatment is sourced from. Scientists at Cardiff University found that there were promising signs that over-the-counter mouthwashes may help to destroy the virus. The report comes ahead of a clinical trial on COVID-19 on patients at the University Hospital of Wales. Dr. Nick Clayton said the study could lead to mouthwash becoming an important part of people's routines. As if it wasn't already. I'm immediately suspicious of this because, like, the whole... The whole reason we even have stuff like Listerine is because they literally just invented, like, gingivitis as a problem that people need to be concerned about. Like, it's not, it's a thing, but it really isn't. Um, it just freshens your breath. It, that's, yeah. like, the main point of it. Yeah. If you're flossing and brushing. So this this feels like big, big mouthwash, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, that's the thing. So a market opportunity. This Listerine, which was the only thing available at the Aldi down the street, uh doesn't even have the ingredient in it that kills the oh, virus. Oh, And alcohol doesn't do it. But let's get to what anyway, does. Anyway, yeah. So here's, let's talk about the actual active ingredient, which is not alcohol. Uh, that actually helps reduce the viral load mm -hmm. in, your, in your big old mouth. Quote, the university report states that mouthwash is containing at least 0.07% cetylpyridinium chloride... <laughs> Also known as CPC. Yeah, not as fun as hydroxychloroquine to yeah. say. Settled CPC showed <laughs> promising signs of being able to eradicate the virus when exposed to the virus in a lab. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, it's extremely important to note that this report has not yet been peer-reviewed. Doesn't mean it's inaccurate. It just means that some other lab need to replicate the study to see if the results are consistent. But here's the rub. And it's something we all saw coming. Quote, while the research suggests use of mouthwash may help kill the virus in saliva, there is not evidence it could be used as a treatment for coronavirus as it will not reach the respiratory tract or the lungs. Yes, exactly. Unless, <laughs> unless it goes down the wrong pipe. <laughs> in which case, it's going to hurt like hell. 
Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the hurting is good. It's like when you put iodine on, on your cuts and wounds. Or wash your mouth with Listerine. For yeah, the recommended, gums. For the recommended, like, fucking minute and a half they want you to do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> look. Let's all calm down here. Sure. Mouthwash, it might kill the virus or at least help reduce the viral load. But it's only been tested under laboratory conditions, and it must contain a certain amount of that CPC ingredient. And it couldn't possibly work as a treatment for COVID-19 because it can't get to your respiratory tract or lungs. And you would need to chug or swish or gargle that whatever brand it is within 30 seconds of coming in contact with someone who is actively spreading the virus. Chances are that you won't be in a situation where using this method is practical. And if you were, like, say, in your home, the person who's giving you the virus probably gonna, not going to be gone within 30 seconds anyway. Yeah. Like, hold on. Every time you talk, I have to chug this or swish it around. But, hey, look. It's a very good thing that these studies are being done and that these results are being found because every step forward in combating the virus is just that. Another step forward to being done with this shit and having it behind us. This you know, might not be the cure, but it's a step in the right direction. You know what's really great at reducing your viral load? Mm. Uh, if you and the people around you wear fucking masks. That's a great thing. <laughs> yes. Very easy to do. And you don't need to change your mask every 30 seconds or anything silly like that. You need to get uh, like on. one of those uh, Listerine breath strips, but just the logo on front of the mask. Mm -hmm. And you just spritz the inside of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. It's like Kevlar for your body. Yes. Anyway, let's switch gears now from potential hope regarding coronavirus to uh, however the hell government officials in the current Trump administration think we should be handling things. Which is apparently like a death cult. Yeah, herd immunity, guys. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. As you're probably already aware, the general consensus in the scientific and medical communities regarding large gatherings during this year's holiday season, including the rapidly approaching Thanksgiving here in America, seems to be, no! God, no! What? No! Stop! What, what are you doing? Don't do it! No! <laughs> no! No! Yeah, literally the, the, the clip of Michael Scott from The Office when Toby comes back. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what the scientific community looks like. No! They're eating together! <laughs> and then they're gonna eat with me! Oh my god! If only Sean Poole was still alive. Um, Coronavirus got him. But, yeah, I mean, like, that's what the doctors say. But that's not, it's obviously not gonna stand with, um... Pretty much every American citizen who has refused to take this whole pandemic seriously from the beginning. They're yeah. not about to start. Yeah, like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, now, right before the holidays, I'm going to take yeah. this seriously. And it's not just them. Even people who are typically responsible and have tried their hardest over these last eight or so months are feeling the fatigue. They want to see their families, and they're starting to break. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot, okay? it's I'm about to break. <laughs> and it's for turkey. Mm -hmm. Still, The worst meat. <laughs> yeah, it's arguably... It, it just sucks. Get a ham and stuff. Every, every Thanksgiving, I take, uh, I take one, like, one sliver of turkey, just, you know, not to be disrespectful to the chef yeah. who spent a whole, an entire day. Like, it, it, the amount of work you it's put into it, it's a whole process. And what comes out is the most bland white meat possible. Yeah. Garbage. But still, it, it's obviously in your best interest and in the best interest of saving lives and stopping the spread to just give up on the holidays this year mm -hmm. and celebrate it via Zoom or FaceTime. It fucking sucks. We know. And let's be realistic here. Despite everyone knowing what the right choice to make is, people are going to do whatever they're going to do despite the risk because that's just the way things are. I mean, it seems like the real war on Christmas this year is the casualties we leave throughout the entirety of the holidays. The battle between sitting alone and chatting with your family over FaceTime or having them over IRL to eat food and then inevitably argue about everything that's happened this year before watching them pass out on the couch with the sounds of college football playing in the background. It, it's a battle. You got to pick which one you want. 
Yeah, and they're they're having the same discussion over in Britain. Uh, they they're. they're <laughs> They're right. like, well, we won't be having Thanksgiving apart. But they don't have Thanksgiving. Yeah. But Christmas, they're Christmas. like, hey, so remember in like 1917 when the English troops and the German troops, or I think it was the French, I don't know, whatever. There was a, there was a, 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 Christmas, a, a Christmas Day truce yeah. where, uh, you know, battle was called off. The guys even played soccer together and like, we should do that this year. As if the virus is going to be like, yeah, that's a great idea, old chap. Yeah, yeah. We shall take the day off. Yeah, the, the, the virus, uh, when you look at it, uh, as soon as December 1st hits, you look at that virus under a microscope, it's got tinsel and ornaments hanging all over it, little Santa caps, yeah. and it agreed. It said, look, we'll stop. It's fine. You got 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, it's like the opposite of the purge. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, while plenty of doctors are out there screaming about how irresponsible large gatherings are and how you shouldn't do a big holiday get-together or Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything, Trump's coronavirus advisor, Dr. Scott Atlas, <laughs> is just out here saying, you know what, fuck it. We're all going to die anyway. Let's at least eat a little bit of turkey and stuffing before we die. Am yeah. I right, folks? Good tip. We love to die at the holidays. Scott Atlas, who we should know, is a neuroradiologist. Neuro, neuro neuro neuroradiologist. So not an epidemiologist, mm -hmm. which is the kind of doctor you'd want for something like this. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Atlas appeared on Scott, uh, Fox News this week to say the following. This kind of isolation is one of the unspoken tragedies of the elderly, who are now being told, don't see your family at Thanksgiving. For many people, this is their final Thanksgiving, believe it or not. Like, <laughs> Morbid? I mean, yeah, people die. Yeah, also, like, it could be their final Thanksgiving because you inadvertently yeah. give them the virus and then they die. I mean, looking at that curve, yeah, it probably is going to be a lot of people's final Thanksgiving, if they even live to Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, we could probably squeeze another year out of grandma if we didn't get her sick, but mm, it's been a lonely year. Mm -hmm. She really wants to see us. Which, look, okay, Dr. Atlas, I get it. They said, Dr. Atlas sounds like he's going to sell me some fucking supplements. <laughs> Dr. Atlas sounds like a TV doctor. Your brain hasn't, you will never feel the same once you start taking like, uh, like cheetah mind nootropics. Yeah. Travel the world in the comfort of your living room with Dr. Atlas <laughs> supplements. Yeah. Uh, now look, I get what he probably or hopefully means uh, when he says this is their final Thanksgiving. Because Dr. Atlas is, I assume, saying... This is their final Thanksgiving before they die of old age yeah. in, in their sleep, in the comfort of their own bed, surrounded by their family after the virus yeah. is eradicated. Give but them sometime, all a kiss on the mouth. But sometime before next Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, it's just an outrageous statement to make in the midst of an actual pandemic that is disproportionately affecting senior citizens. Seniors are literally the most likely to die from contracting the virus. And this dude, one of the new leads of the Trump administration's response to the pandemic, is out here saying that it's actually more cruel to not have the elderly take a huge risk by going to see family or having family come to see them. Now, again, reiterating the reality here, this whole thing absolutely sucks. It is far and away one of the worst years in modern American history. Mm -hmm. And the whole lockdown and isolation part of it is definitely having a huge negative effect on people's mental health. But risking the lives of our grandparents so they can have one last hurrah before potentially dying of something completely preventable is just insane. But hey, if that's what Mima wants, I guess you gotta give it to her. It is her dying wish. Yeah, then when you finish your meal, you walk her up to that cliff Push her off. If she's still breathing when you get to the bottom, you get the, the big hammer out. You just, you crush that skull. And, and then, then we find and a then new And then you burn queen. it. And then you find a new May Queen. Yeah. And then you dress up uh, whoever's ex-boyfriend is the, the biggest chode yeah. in your extended family. You dress him up as a bear and you burn him alive. Uh, <laughs> retroactive. Midsummer spoilers included in this oh, video. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Anyway, 
Uh, it is funny, like the, a big a big Republican talking point is just like, you know, the mental health crisis is going to kill people more than the virus. But like there's actually it's been long enough. There's been studies being like, no, actually, the suicide rate in the country has not gone up mm-hmm. really at all. And so, but even so, that's been debunked. But they're now being like, well, you know, the holidays, big spike in suicides during the holidays. And now this is going to make that worse. But really, when you think about it, I feel like most of the people offing themselves during the holidays are the ones who aren't spending tons of time with their families already. They're the ones that are seeing other people spending time with their families and being like, wow, I my just, life I'm, fucking sucks. I'm just not a huge fan of like the very obvious like uh, selective compassion that a lot of people yeah. in the GOP seem to have where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, but what if we just had mental health services that were paid for by your taxes? Or, I don't know, healthcare in general, general that was paid for by uh, the taxes of Americans. Sounds like socialism. Yeah. Bootstraps. <laughs> Bootstraps, baby. Anyways. Yeah. It's time now to thank today's sponsor, Purple Mattress. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be spending the holidays at home, why not spend it at home in the most comfortable mattress around? <laughs> exactly. I mean, we're all stressed. I know you are. Of course we all are. So we might as well really take advantage of that one part of the day where hopefully your body can de-stress and get some rest. And what better way to do that than on a purple mattress? Mm-hmm. You throw some bedding on a bunch of different mattresses, and sure, they all look alike. Same general shape. Same goes for pillows. But peel away the layers. Look at what's inside. And you'll see, they aren't all created equal. And that's what makes every purple pillow and mattress unlike anything you've ever slept on. The purple grid sets the purple mattress apart from every other mattress. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. With over 1,800 open-air channels designed to neutralize body heat, purple provides a cooling effect other mattresses can't replicate. And this cutting-edge technology doesn't stop with mattresses. Every purple pillow is engineered with the grid for total head and neck support and absolute airflow. So you're always on that cool side of the pillow. Mm-hmm. Purple's proprietary technology has been innovating comfort for over 15 years. We both got the pillows. I love this pillow. This it is, is best, fantastic. This is the best pillow I've ever slept on. I love a cold pillow. Yeah, it, it doesn't get hot. Because, <laughs> yes. you know. I like to envelop myself with the pillow. Yeah. This one, it breathes. The big thing the last 15 years or so is like memory foam and stuff like that. But those get really, really warm. Yep. But this grid, it's like it's like sleeping on a honeycomb yep. of coolness. You'll like it. Yeah. Anyway, you can try every Purple product risk-free with free shipping and returns. And Purple has financing available as low as 0% APR for qualified customers. Experience the Purple grid and you'll sleep like never before. Go to purple.com slash todaydaily10 and use promo code todaydaily10. For a limited time, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That is purple.com slash todaydaily10, promo code todaydaily10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more terms apply. There you go. All right, moving on because, uh, baby, we got a cool crime for you. Okay, well, the crime itself isn't very cool at all. It involves embezzling money through a Ponzi scheme that almost certainly took advantage of people who didn't deserve it. But the escape attempt, very cool. It's like something out of a Bond film. And it's just nice to see people who stole a bunch of money using that money on elaborate systems that could be used to evade police whenever the inevitable situation arises. Yeah, that's just smart spending. It, it's going to come someday. You might as well be prepared. Mm-hmm. This person was. Here's a story from a local NBC affiliate. A man wanted for his role in an alleged $35 million Ponzi scheme was arrested Monday after evading FBI agents by swimming into California's largest reservoir using an underwater sea scooter, federal prosecutors said. Brilliant. Yes. When agents went to arrest Matthew Piercy, he hopped in a pickup truck and led them on a chase that ended at the shoreline of Lake Shasta, north of Redding, California. Then, Piercy abandoned his truck near the edge of Lake Shasta, pulled something out of it, and swam into Lake Shasta. Quote, Piercy spent some time out of sight underwater where law enforcement could only see bubbles. (laughs) 
I like the idea of them just on like a boat, just stay like just waiting. I don't know. Could be a could be a tuna, or it could be our guy. Just standing there on the edge of the boat, slow like on its lowest speed, mm-hmm. just staring down at the water, watching the bubbles and waiting. Yeah. Uh, so the agents later learned that Piercy had a sea scooter, which is a motorized device that pulls users underwater at speeds of around four miles per hour. <laughs> The newspaper said. Uh, it feels fast when you're underwater, though. Yeah, it's faster than you can swim. Yeah. Or at least most of us. Matthew Piercy spent nearly 30 minutes in frigid Lake Shasta using the Yamaha 350LI submersible device <laughs> before he eventually resurfaced and was handcuffed, the Sacramento Bee reported. Yeah, they what got a, him. That's great product placement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Sorry, which was that? The Yamaha <laughs> 350LI? Hmm. Mm, I don't know. You might have to upgrade. You might I mean, want to go a little bit faster. I don't need it, but someday I might find myself in a similar situation. Yeah. Uh, he did get caught, though, so. That's yeah, good, yeah. Didn't work out. But hilarious that I, all they had to do was really just sit there and wait for him to, to surface after <laughs> following his trail of bubbles. Um, anyways, he's facing 20 years in prison. Yeah. And hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines for charges, including wire fraud, mail fraud, money laundering, and witness tampering. Not cool crimes. No. But this last part. Running from the cops, pretty, pretty cool. cool. And we cannot wait to hear about his inevitable jailbreak attempt once he's locked up. So stay tuned for that. I'm thinking he somehow acquires a jetpack. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Calling it. Anyways, here's an update to a story we covered recently. Rudy Giuliani's voter fraud hotline. As you could have assumed, uh, that shit got shut down real quick because everyone online just immediately prank called the number, including me, and fucked with people who were on the other end of the line. I mean, who could have possibly seen this coming? As Trump's legal battles against what he describes as a rigged election continue to be thrown out of court in states across the country, Giuliani and the Trump fail sons and their cohorts, they continue to search for any shred of proof of voter fraud. So far, of course, they haven't found anything legitimate and provable, despite what they keep saying publicly. But what they do have is hours upon hours of people uh, like, I mean, we showed the clip on one of the last episodes of just people all across Twitter and TikTok and everything just calling up and doing a really good wasting their time too. Because yeah. it's not like boo, boo, boo. like they actually actually calling up and spinning a yarn. And, all right, so describe, and getting them interested. Can you describe the person, please? And yeah, yeah, going through with it. And obviously, in the end, it's a big joke. But just wasting a lot of their time yeah. and resources. Yeah, it's great. And technically, you're taking money out of the donors, like Trump's donors' pockets, because yeah. that's where all the money's coming from for this. Anyway, in spite of numerous examples of those kinds of pranks popping up online, a Trump campaign spokesperson insisted that, quote, the hotline is proving to be very effective, (laughs) as there are thousands of Americans who had very concerning experiences while voting. We are gathering information as we prepare to move forward. Yeah. Doubt. Uh, (laughs) After receiving what we could only assume were thousands of fake tips, the hotline number was changed and updated with officials stating that they would just keep changing the number (laughs) if people kept messing with them. They've got dozens of numbers. You can't stop them. Oh, my God. (laughs) You guys Uh, keep calling. We'll keep changing the numbers. God damn it. Sadly, they did eventually give up. And instead, they just put up an online form where people could just type in their lies. Uh, Not as fun, but just as pointless. Yeah. I was hoping it eventually just being Rudy Giuliani's cell phone number, which is like... It's out there. You can find it very easily. (laughs) And it's been been out there for like four years, and he hasn't changed his phone number. You got proof of voter fraud? And like once a month, some... Some goofer just uh, texts him some shit, and he replies. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, hey, Rudy, it's me. <laughs> it's me, uh, uh, Trump's daughter. Like, oh, wow, I haven't talked to your dad in a couple hours. Let's, uh, let's. Yeah, try. okay, yeah, the jack-off thing's true, but yeah. not entirely. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he was. Yeah, that someone was said the they one. were like Ivanka or something. Yeah, Ivanka's like, Rudy, uh, I heard about this Borat thing. Is this true? <laughs> oh, no, a little bit. 
Still, my favorite photo of the past like couple of months is Rudy Giuliani's shoes. Yeah. I use it all His the time. His shoes are insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not a person who is mentally well. well especially because he's so small now. I don't know if he was always small. Maybe he's got that like shrinking man thing that happens to old like Southern Europeans. <laughs> Someone but... pointed out. So when you look at the picture of the shoes, he could. Can you tell he's standing in a certain way? And like the one of the best responses I saw was like, this is literally like you can tell the position of the legs is like he's currently filling his diaper yeah. as the photo was taken. But he's out there doing it, and he is now like the number one person in in charge of the voter fraud thing for the entire Trump they administration. Got, they got top men on and the he's case. he's charging uh the Trump administration twenty thousand dollars a day. Uh which is again coming yeah. from Trump's donors. Fuck him. Uh so there you go. Um, they did find votes in Georgia, but a clear distinction here. Uh, that was a Republican county with a Republican uh, election commissioner, and they did find votes. It was obviously still not enough to change anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is considered election fraud, not voter fraud. And it was done by uh, a Republican who was in charge. And the uh, like, the Secretary of State of the of the state of Georgia was mm-hmm. like, well, you're fucking fired, you piece of shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's getting pressure from Lindsey Graham to actually throw away votes. Yeah, it's the whole pretty, thing is nasty. It's wild. Yeah, it's wild. A lot of a lot of pots calling the kettle black. Yeah. Sort of shit. Anyway, finally, today. All right, what the hell are fleets? It's Fleet Week, baby. Why is everyone either talking about fleets? Or no one talking about fleets, depending on who you follow on social media, website, twitter.com. Mm-hmm. Well, the invisible hand of the free market has decided that literally every social media platform has to have short form temporary videos integrated into it. Mm-hmm. Right there at the top. Inescapable. <laughs> yeah. Snapchat, of course, blazed the trail. Instagram copied it with their stories feature. Uh, Facebook also has them. Yeah. And now Twitter has done the exact same thing on a platform that certainly was not built for it and one that we would think we'd be better off without it. Yeah. Who wanted this? Yeah, we're not really mentioning uh, Fleets as a TikTok rival here too, by the way, because it's not. Tweeting regularly is more of a rival to TikTok because you can obviously just tweet out videos and have them remain on your profile and timeline indefinitely. Mm. That would be the competition there. But Fleets, which is a fun name, I guess. It's it's fleeting, it's tweets. And it's it kind of sounds like fleek. Yeah, I, I already screwed up today. Uh, they're just those daily updates and short-form snippets that you don't want to have stick around forever, uh, and they're just clogging up your perfectly maintained profile page. Uh, but there are already some big problems with this rollout. Uh, firstly, no one was really begging for this. No one at all. Uh, while there have been movements for Twitter to release new features like an edit button that could work for a few brief moments after sending a tweet so that you could fix something like a grammatical error without deleting the tweet and resending it, there really didn't seem to be a noticeable movement for disappearing videos. No. Who are these people that are requesting this. Also, the hello fellow kids tweet that introduced the new features certainly didn't help with the confusion regarding what fleets actually are. That thing you didn't tweet but wanted to but didn't but got so close but then we're like, nah, we have a place for that now. Fleets! Yeah. Fuck off. Anyway, yeah, it has arrived. This feature now dominates the top of your timeline on mobile, whether you like it or not. It's just up there, looking exactly like the top of Instagram, staring you in the face and saying, hey, click on these bubbles. You know you want to. And uh, you were saying that even if you click on them, they don't go away. Yeah, at least on my phone. Maybe maybe on iPhones or whatever it works. But yeah, if you start just like in the order that it's up there, and I don't know what that order is, something algorithmic. How it defines it, yeah. But yeah, if you start watching them in order and then back out and just go to your timeline and then go back up to the top, the videos you already watched are still there at the beginning. Would you like to experience fleets again? And if you're, I mean, your average Twitter user follows hundreds <laughs> yeah, or yeah, thousands yeah. or tens of thousands of accounts. So it's just a fucking mess up there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, 
Also, yeah, it's it's just there. It's just there constantly. Every time you pull down to refresh or click back the app after leading, there they are, the fleets. <laughs> the fleets have arrived. Now, the other big problem here is that the is the way that fleets handles replies. Uh, intuitively, you would assume that this wouldn't happen, uh, which is they go straight to your DMs. Mm -hmm. On other platforms, the ecosystem kind of revolves around that type of more personal interaction, I guess. But on Twitter, everything's usually public, meaning you reply to a tweet with a tweet of your own, and it's available for everyone to see. Mm -hmm. With fleets, all replies are sent directly to that person's DMs, which are historically a place where people can reach out in private about something. And making a response to a public post go straight to a private direct message, it just seems odd. But maybe that's because DMs on Twitter have been kind of a separation for close personal friends or colleagues since their inception, at least for us. And we're old, so who knows? The young kids might use DMs in a different way. I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of the young folks use, like, we got DM groups. They got the boys chat. They got the girls chat. That's not, they got I, all that we, stuff. I have Discord for that. I don't really have, like, and the group ta uh, text on, yeah. on actual texting, which I always get made fun of for having the green bubble on Android. I didn't know it was a thing until I had a text group with people who cared. You know, it's now I feel ostracized. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Oh, you can you can do a fucking emoji reply to my tweets. Oh, I'm missing out on that. Fuck you. Anyway, there were of course no shortage of complaints from public facing figures who hadn't previously closed their DMs, who found out the hard way that replies to fleets go straight to their DMs. Because in some cases, presumably, people with large Twitter accounts were using this new feature, getting tens of thousands of views on it, and potentially getting hundreds, if not thousands, of DMs from people. Yeah, just like inconsequential shit, like a yeah. thumbs up emoji or something, but flooding the DMs. All pretty much just like harmless reactions to whatever they posted, but still a logistical nightmare as far as organizing the back end of social media accounts. Imagine having a brand that you're... <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Burger King having to siphon through all those crowns to find an actual complaint from someone. Yeah. And we got to be sassy about every single one of these. Yas, queen. Ugh. Yas, dairy queen. Now, uh, having said all that, fleets, probably here to stay. Yeah. Unless absolutely no one uses them. But it really seems like Twitter wouldn't have launched something like this after beta testing for months unless they were confident that it would remain active and grow. I don't know. What do you think? Yes? No? Enjoying them? Hate them? Either way, please follow us on Twitter so people look at our follower accounts and think we're more important than we are. And while you're there, check out our fleets. You've been posting them. I will not be participating in fleets. Dab. Mm -mm. Yeah. No fleets for me. <laughs> All right, that's it for today's episode. Make sure you check out our most recent episodes over here. We got weekly weird news. We got news dump. We got, uh, let's do some mouthwash here really quick. And then, of course, Bone stay apple teeth. <laughs> yeah. uh, stay tuned for more videos coming up. Mm, mm, mm. More videos the rest of this week. Uh, and then go to our Twitter accounts. Our links are in the description. And uh, watch the fleets. Hang in there, baby. 2020 is almost over. We are rounding the curve. <laughs> Bad curve, though.